0: Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast is in your life today. We are back on a Monday. And before I continue on, I just want to say that I do deeply apologize that there was no podcast episode last weekend from Thursday through Sunday. If you've read my Twitter post and my Instagram post, I pretty much said that I have been overworking a lot through the snowstorm that came through at New York, and I've overworked myself to the point where I was just overly exhausted. From, I guess it was like Thursday all the way through Saturday night, my body was in shock. Where I only had like a few hours of sleep. I kept on going through in and out in terms of shoveling snow and throwing down salt and shoveling more snow. And the winds, oh my god, they just made it fucking worse. And it came to the point where my eyes were bloodshot red and... And my diet, of course, that didn't help out either because I was consuming so much bad shit like fucking Snickers and soda and all that bullshit. When I came home for like a four-hour sleep, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. for my other shift at my other job. And I was so close to be like, yo, let me just call the boss and just just fucking quit. Let me just Let me just fucking quit. But I'm like, you know what? Let me... Do the steps, let me go to the bathroom, let me take care of my business, you know, shower and everything, let me come back and then do what I need to do. God damn, last week was hard. So I do apologize that there was no episode. But, as I promised, we are back, it is Monday night, which means only a few more days until Christmas here and Christmas there, happy holidays, Christmas, Christmas, and all that good shit, which means, you know what it means, of course you do, Wonder Woman 1984 will be dropping on HBO Max and on theaters near you, hopefully if it's even open, now you know me, I'm going to be the type of guy or one of the type of guys to be like, you know what, going outside? Nah, I'm going to grab my chippies, my popcorn, my fucking drink the drinks, you know, and just chill out. I think on Friday, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to an animal shelter during the day because Christmas Eve is when I'm going to spend time with my girlfriend and her family. And then Sunday is when I will spend Christmas dinner with my... You know personal family because that's when we're going to be cooking and that's when everyone can get together so that's what's going to happen Christmas Eve this Thursday will be with my girlfriend's family Sunday will be with my family and Christmas Day on Friday it'll be me and my roommates we're going to go to the animal shelter and we're going to be coming back and we're going to watch Wonder Woman 1984 so I'm excited about that I really am and i have you know some thoughts about it later on for the podcast in terms of rotten tomatoes and be like oh my god it's 89% on rotten tomatoes that means this is an awesome film eh, slow your roll slow your roll okay because i kind of have an opinion on that now that's for this friday tonight on the episode of the podcast since i came back i wanted to do something a little bit special here i'm going to talk about my top 5 favorite comic book movies and tv show episodes whether christmas related and all the jingle bells and all that shit i'm pretty sure you can guess in terms of what they are but in case you don't or in case you can't i'm gonna talk about it all that plus our superhero quote of the day but first like we always do about this time let's get the shout outs out of the way shall we and this is a personal shout out that i want to give to my two homeboys my brothers My best friends that I grew up with for over 20 plus years, Christian Blaze and Kid Skeeth. Obviously, these are code names because if I mention their real names, they're going to want to punch me in the face. I don't want that to happen. But if you're listening to this, guys, dudes, it fucking sucks that we have not hung out each other as much as we want to, especially during these COVID times. And I know full well that I miss, I fucking miss the 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 great times when we have together because every time when we hung out with each other, we don't care about anything else. You know, we leave our past bullshit and we leave, you know, all the drama and all the, the work and all the stuff outside the door. Because as soon as we come in, inside jokes and we talk we reminisce about Yu-Gi-Oh and uh talk about professional wrestling because we grew up with that shit. And I miss those times. I really do. You know, don't get me wrong, I love hanging out with my you know, my family members and the friends and, you know, me working as much as I can. But somewhere along the way, I forgot that the people that you still have that's close to you, it's important to cherish that inner circle. And even though COVID has fucked that up for many people in terms of not hanging out with each other, I'm hoping and praying that when 2021 hits... That we can hang out with each other, that we can go back to how things were, that we can, you know, take a drive and take a road trip and fucking go to Six Flags like we used to or, you know, fuck it, let's take a, uh, let's go to PA or across the, I wouldn't say across the country, but fucking anywhere. Let's go to the fucking mall, let's, you know, buy whatever the fucking shit we want and we just laugh our fucking asses off and I miss that, I really do. So, guys, if you're listening to this, which I'm hoping you are, because if not, I'm going to flame the shit out of you when you're receding hairlines. <laughs> That's the funny thing is that we went to the school in the Bronx a long time ago, and every time we would, we would be dumbass kids where we would be cutting ass and flaming each other in terms of jokes. And for some odd reason, there would be not one day where we would not talk about someone's hairline. It was the easiest fucking joke that we would get to flame each other. And I'm thinking to myself, God damn, if I'm me now and I would look back I, I would look at my past self and I'm thinking to myself, yo, these jokes make no fucking sense. Be like, oh my God, these these this this receding hairline looks like a tic-tac-toe sign. <gasps> ah! And there'd be that one guy that'd be the ultimate instigator. Ah! Oh oh he just flamed your ass He just flamed Oh my god it was it was ba- we were kids we didn't know shit You know 13 14 years old We didn't know fucking anything But in the case Like I said I missed the great times 2021 has to come through Everything needs to get back to normal I wanna hang out with these guys again These guys are my ride and die motherfucking boys And I'm hoping that we go back to the way things were. And even if we just have to sit down for like an hour or two hours or whatever. And we can just, just fucking talk. Just fucking laugh, man. You know, they always say that laughter is the best medicine. And I fucking believe that. I really do. Because there's so much bad shit that can go on with our lives. And you forget that how busy you are. And with you having obligations and you working towards your future. Don't forget the people that helped you to get to that point. Supportive, friends, family, you know, things like that. So once again, my shout out goes to Christian Blaze, Kitskeith. I love you guys. You guys are my ride and die homies. Hope I get to see you guys again very, very soon. That's all we have for the shoutouts I've ranted on long enough about reminiscing with friends about that. Let's go into our comic book movies and TV show episodes, Christmas Related. That starts right in the bit. Now you know, in every form of media, or movie, or show, or game, or whatever the case may be, there's always some kind of Christmas theme that goes on. Normally, it's in the stuff that we play, or it's in the stuff that we watch. And this is no exception. I've ran through the lists, even though there's only five. I ran through this list tons and tons of times in my head, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, the bottom list is not bad, per se, but... It's what I favored from bottom to top. So with that being said, let's dive right into it. Number five, I would say Shazam is my favorite comic book movie that's Christmas related. That's that's a number five pick. When I saw Shazam the first time, I have to admit, I didn't really get into him too much. It took me watching him the second time for me to truly get used to the themes that was going around. Whether it was family or anything that has to do with growing up. And anything that has to do with becoming a good guy after you bear responsibility. With the comedy and the quirks and the relationship between these characters, it fit very, very well. Zachary Levi played an awesome character in Shazam, especially a grown-up Billy Batson. And the dynamic that he had with the villain and the close relationship he had with his adoptive family... It really, really foretell the story of Christmas-related themes about coming together, being a family, and doing what you got to do to get things done. And with all the Christmas stuff and the Christmas-related themes that's going on, I thought, you know what, this is actually perfect. And people say that Shazam is the perfect DC movie. I don't know if I'm willing to consider it perfect, but it was definitely, it exceeded my expectations. It's just, it's hard for me to connect very well to a young actor or character that I would say is around the teenage years. Now, I understand Tom Holland for Spider-Man is the exception, but that's just an exception to me. Regardless, if Shazam is your favorite film, if it's not on the high-ups, it's not on the high-ups on mine, but if it is on yours, then that's alright. Kudos to you. I enjoyed it, as I said, and therefore, it is my number five. Number four, I would have to give it to Iron Man 3. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Shazam is a much better movie than Iron Man 3. And Iron Man 3 does not really represent a Christmassy type film. But to me, the elements of it actually was portrayed from beginning to end. Now, you can say it's a starting over point for Tony Stark in terms of him, in a way, accepting that... Because remember, Iron Man 3 took place right after the Avengers movie the first time. And it was going with PTSD. So he was already going through this emotional struggle and it was his way of trying to grow up Completely from beginning to end. Now I understand a lot of people. Were not pissed off. I'm sorry they were pissed off on the the Mandarin. And I think we're going to get the real one. For Ch- uh, Shang-Chi's movie. Coming out next July. If I'm not mistaken. So I can understand the drawbacks to that movie. And I get it. I'm with you. But I think what made it Christmassy. Or the Christmas feel to me. Was the, the whole exploding iron suits because the third act even though it was over the top or was a little campy it worked it worked because of the fireworks and because you know Tony Stark would shift to every single Iron Man suit that he can it was awesome it really was and the visual effects were spectacular they really were so Iron Man 3 it may not be popular to many others but it's definitely popular to me and I'm I love Tony Stark I really do by the way just a little detour real quick Robert Downey Jr. did say that he's officially done with Marvel that he doesn't know what else he could bring to the movies and I absolutely agree with him his arc from Iron Man from 2008 all the way to Avengers Endgame when he sacrificed himself doing the decimation snap it was the perfect ending for him it was the perfect ending for his character I said it time and time again, it would not make sense to the story if he would miraculously come back after literally leaving on a high, high note like that. So, with that being said, Iron Man 3, a Christmas film, definitely, comic book film, obviously, and it is number four to me. Now, these next three are, well, not next three, I would say the next two pertain to my favorite superhero from DC Comics in terms of shows related, but I'm going to be very specific in this one. Number three, Christmas with the Joker. This was from Batman the Animated Series. I believe it's one of the fewest introductions of Mark Hamill's phenomenal voice acting talent. And of course, you know Mark Hamill from... Star Wars and you know him from so much shit that he's done in his life that this guy is a legend and I remember he told in an interview where he thought to himself how can he portray the clown prince of crime he said this behind the scenes where he's like okay if an actor or a character can have many different faces and many different personalities how can I portray that in a character like this and you realize that when the Joker has different laughs, that could portray different sides of the Joker. Even though he's laughing, he's laughing differently. And Mark Hamill, once again, gives a phenomenal performance to that character. Like, he is the Joker. I I, I know there are different iterations of the Joker from Mark Hamill to Heath Ledger and... Obviously, recently, Joaquin Phoenix and all these other characters and these actors are portrayed as him. By far, number one. And obviously, I'm biased because I'm a huge Batman fan. But Mark Hamill, to me, is number one. Number one, number two. It, it, it tied for number one, number two. Heath Ledger and even Jack Nicholson from 1989. Again, phenomenal performance. So, the episode with Christmas of the Joker. I believe I said this last episode where he was in jail and he was on a tree he climbed up on a fucking tree and a rock it was like a rocket and I want to try to see if I could get the song right he goes jingle bells batman smells robin laid an egg the batmobile lost the wheel and a joker got away. and then he fucking just flies out and gashing like, through the snow and the white horse open sleigh and I'm like <laughs> Seriously, me thinking about this now makes me want to rewatch that episode and I fucking love it. I really do. Once again, it's called Christmas with the Joker. If you're a huge Batman fan like me, then go for it. I believe you can catch it on HBO Max right now if I'm not mistaken or or let's see. Does DC Universe still have shows? I'm going to have to be honest. It's been a while since I've been on DC Universe. It really has been. With me overworking so much and me focusing my intentions on voiceover and everything else. I have no idea if DC Universe is even continuing to stream shows and movies. I would have to double check, see if my account is still active. So now that I just reminded myself, I got to mark that down real uh, real quick. Hold on, on. it's in my notes. Got to mark that down. But anyway, as I was saying... Christmas with the Joker is my number three. Number two, another season. Well, I wouldn't say another season, another episode from Batman the Anime Series. This was from the Batman The New Adventures. I believe it's season one, episode one, if I'm not mistaken. Holiday Nights. Nights spelled with the K. K K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Holiday Nights. It's three short stories that deals with... The first one is Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn... The second one is Batgirl with Clayface. And the third one, if you remember correctly, I believe this was from 1997. If I'm not mistaken, god damn, I was 7 years old around that time. It's when there's a tradition where Batman and uh, Commissioner Gordon would always do. And it would be the night on Christmas, whether it would hit midnight or not, or just right after. And Batman would come in. And he would have coffee. He would have coffee with Commissioner Gordon. And it was just it would just be the two of them sitting down on this, you know, on, on this cafe thing, didn't really care about what anyone else looked and said. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wow, even though Batman is human, he's more than that in the eyes of his opponents to the villains and everybody else. But that humanistic thing humanistic humane that humane thing that Batman does taking the time to get away from crime fighting and value the friendship and the partnership that he has with a strong ally like Commissioner Gordon You know, people want to say oh Robin is his greatest ally or Robin is his best friend or you know I wouldn't say adversary but you know his partner in crime I disagree I feel like Commissioner Gordon is that number one it was number one with him before Robin came into the picture, before Batgirl came into the picture, that scene alone is by far one of my favorite moments of all time. And the animation was spot on and the voice acting was spot on from Kevin Conroy and everybody else that was part of that show. That scene portrayed itself to be something that you can relate to where, maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but no matter how busy you are, no matter how hard things get, no matter what your obligations are, you would still find that time to truly value the people that that are around you, that is within your inner circle, that helped you to get to where you are now. And even if it's a slight moment as coming in and and drinking coffee and you're exchanging words, you know, you don't have to talk about what it is that's bothering you. You don't have to talk about, you know... Just just talk. And that to me is one of my favorite episodes of all time, especially on a Christmas episode like that. I don't remember much on the other two shorts with Batgirl and Clayface. I, I rarely remember that, but I do remember Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. When those two get together, it's like chaos on a string. It really chaos on a string. That should be the new saying It's, it's like chaos on a string <laughs> Jesus the fuck am I saying Anyway Those two get together Shit gets done And their relationship with each other Their friendship that, the way that they have with each other Is very very strong and very unique Especially when it comes to someone that loves plant life And preserves plant life no matter what And you got Harley Quinn that's batshit crazy And you know it's like girl power And if I'm not mistaken, they actually took advantage of Bruce Wayne when he would just buy shit for them on a regular basis where they're using him like their own personal money bags. And it's fucking funny because even back then, and I didn't think about it until now, he was essentially their sugar daddy without the sugar. (laughs) So if you truly think about it, he would be, was he under a spell? I can't remember if he was under a spell. I have to rewatch these episodes. It's been a very, very long time. Nevertheless, it is my number two Holiday Nights 3 shorts within 20 minutes. Again, one of the best ever, hands down. Number one, and this is probably number one to you or to someone you know, Batman Returns, Tim Burton's movie from 1992. Jesus Christ. That movie is number one to me for a variety of reasons. Number one, the performances, the brilliant performances of Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer. Danny DeVito was the perfect, by far the perfect penguin, live action penguin. I don't think it's going to take a lot for Colin Farrell to fill in his shoes when the Batman comes out in 2022. This movie had not only Christmas feels, but it had a horror uh, element to it. And literally the very first scene, you get the penguin as a child strangling a fucking cat. And the parents fucking threw him across a bridge. And he gets picked up by all these little penguins. And there was another horror element where I remember watching it as a kid. And there was a specific scene where he's running for mayor. The penguin is running for mayor. And he was telling a joke to this representative, I don't know who the fuck he was, some kind of side character, and he fucking bit his nose. He fucking bit his nose, he didn't bite it off, but it was hard enough where it was gushing blood. And I'm like, jeez, this, this is some scary shit. And of course, another horror aspect where, fuck, I forgot his name, the, the name is alluding to me, uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken finds Michelle's Pfeiffer character, Selena Kyle, snooping around in his office. He slowly walks her to the window. He walks her to the fucking window. And then in a brief moment where we thought, oh my God, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then it stopped. It stopped for a brief second. And then the next second fucking pushes her off the window. And she falls like... I don't know how many stories, maybe five, six, seven stories down. And the music, the the Tim Burton music just kept building and building. And one of the horrifying things where the cat was like chewing on her finger. And I'm like, Jesus, this is, this is a lot to handle as a kid. Tim Burton did not pull any punches. When he wanted to go dark and gritty, he fucking went dark and gritty. These were adult films. And we watched them when we were children because we loved Batman. And another thing that I have to mention, and a lot of guys can relate to this, where the mistletoe was above Batman and Catwoman, and Catwoman licked Batman's face. And I remember it as a kid when I would see that over and over, and I would cover my mom's eyes. <laughs> I'm, I was not even old enough to realize that th- those were mature themes, but I'm covering my mom's eyes that was in her 30s at the time. It was <laughs> My like, mom, don't look. Don't look, mom. Don't look. This is this is too much for you. <laughs> oh my god, great times. Got a hell of a boner for that one. Not afraid to admit that. Got a hell of a boner from that. Yeah, Catwoman at that time like if if there was a perfect portrayal of Catwoman, I would have to say it was from the Arkham games. Like Arkham City Catwoman was Catwoman. You know, strategic very flirty, but she was not overly done, overly sexualized. Like she was, like she was a badass, but she was sexy. She wasn't overly sexualized like Michelle Pfeiffer's character was. Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was, she was a little bit of a whore, just a little bit. You know, Jeremy John said it best. She was, she was kind of a whore, kind of, just just a little, just a little bit. She was like overdoing it with her sexual theme, and again this was back then in the early 90s and it was Tim Burton's mature film so we accepted it imagine having a film currently right now the woke culture would go out of their fucking fucking minds feminism would go out of their fucking minds oh ban this movie oh it's all mature themes and it degrades women and it over sexualizes women and all that bullshit you know goddamn well that would be the case fucking hell but in the case Batman Returns is my number 1 Christmas comic book film of all time. Now I feel like seeing it tonight or even a few days before Wonder Woman 1984. And that's all there is to it. Before I end this night off, let me say about Woman Wonder Woman 1984 real quick. You know, I know we're almost out of time here, but I just want to say this real quick. So Rotten Tomatoes gave this uh, 89% or 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. And everybody's like, oh, good, great, it's dandy. That means it's a great film. Slow down. Even though they did the same thing for the first film, you have to remember, Rotten Tomatoes is a collaboration of many professional critiques where if the average of them coming together, if they would give a high rating, then the film itself would get a high rating in its entirety. But you also have to understand... There is a lot of them. There's a lot of professional critiquers, critiquers, reviewers, critics, critics. There's a lot of professional critics that is actually getting paid to write a positive review because if they give a negative review, they might look be down upon or maybe they work for Warner Brothers or maybe they work for the studios. There is a lot of them that actually gets paid to write a positive review. If you don't believe me, look what happened with the controversy with Birds of Prey, or the controversy with Captain Marvel, and all these other films where it was essentially not great, but yet reviewers and critics were like, oh, this is the best movie since sliced bread, or whatever the case may be. No, this is why you have to pay attention to the audience score. The audience score is the one, with. we are the consumers, we are the ones that are watching the films. We are the ones that are either reviewing it or reviewing it through an unbiased point of view, or if we are biased, then we can at least be fair about it. We I hope most of us tend to see both perspectives. So I would not really take the um Rotten Tomato scores to merit and heart. Wait for the audience score or If anything, if it helps you, if it excites you to watch the movie that much more this upcoming Friday, kudos. To me, I need more than just Rotten Tomatoes. I I need a lot more than that. But I'm going to watch the film. I'm going to review it. And hopefully we have fun with it. And that's all there is to it. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comments Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, happy holidays. I hope you have a fabulous time, whether you're with your family, if you're alone, or if you have your pets, do something to to treat yourself. You know, treat yourself. Don't go overboard and don't, you know, go all crazy or whatever. Do something that makes you happy. Do something that makes you feel good. As long as you're safe, do something that makes you feel good, okay? And as always, check me out on Spotify, iTunes, iTunes. Podbean, Stitcher, I'm on all platforms. The majority of the important platforms. Outside the comic's volume 2, you can tell your buddies, your family, your friends and we are continuing and hit that subscribe, hit that follow button. It helps me out tremendously. And if you want to talk about anything, if you agree with my list, if you have anything that you want to say, if there's anything that you personally want to say, you can hit me up, Mike Garcia VO or you can go to our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. And that's all there is to it. It's a, it's a community. We're friends. We're all friends here. You know, just be respectful and we can have fun with it. As simple as that. Now, before this end this night off, let's go into our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from the crow himself. Can't rain all the time. My reaction to that is this, however you perceive that, no matter what darkness or no matter what bad shit that goes on around you, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Just think about this. Every time it rains, there's always a rainbow that comes on out right after. And that's all there is. I keep on saying that. That's all there is to it. And that's that. I don't know when I'm going to come back. It'll probably be Thursday early during the day before I go spend, you know, quality time with my family, and with my girlfriend's family. So it most likely will be Thursday morning, Christmas Eve, if that's the case, I will have, hopefully I will have a surprise for you guys. I will let you know what the surprise is going to be in terms of me giving away art that I've collected over the years for free. And maybe I can do a live stream. That'd be awesome. Maybe I can do a live stream with the podcast. Like I'm still planning it. I'm still planning it. So, you know, bear with, bear with. Nevertheless, stay safe, stay blessed. And always remember, when it comes to comic book movies, shows, games, the news, and whatever the case may be, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Till next time. Happy Holidays. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.